Tonight on Victory Watchers, it's Topical Thursday, and we're asking the question, can God bring peace to your soul? That is here next on Victory Watchers. So uh, stay tuned as uh, we discuss this topic from Philippians 4, 4 through 9. That is next here on Victory Watchers. So... Uh, it is Thursday. I hope you're having a great week and that all is going well for you. And uh, we want to have you invite your friends, your loved ones, your Aunt Susie, your Aunt May. And uh, we want to invite you all to, to come on and participate as we are going through Topical Thursday, Philippians 4, 4 through 9. And it's going to be an interesting study. Where we ask the question, can God bring peace to your soul? And this is a big topic. We've been talking about it all week long. Uh, we've been addressing uh, different things in scripture regarding the tormenting of the soul uh, that is going on in the world right now for believers. How we're seeing things and hearing things that are really bothering us. And um, they're distressing us. So the question is, if we serve the God of peace, can he bring peace to us? That's what we're going to find out tonight. And you're not going to want to miss it. Because it's going to be good. It's not. It's going to be all good tonight. And I hope you're having a great week. Uh, and that God is really uh, assisting you this week in all the things that you need to accomplish. But more importantly, I pray that you are growing in Jesus. I pray that God is strengthening you in his walk. And that is the most important thing that we pray for, for one another. To encourage each other and to love and good works and to grow in our faith before the God who is the creator of the universe. Welcome. I see we got a good group tonight. This is awesome. All right. Well, I hope everyone is doing great. As I mentioned, uh, we want to remind you that here on Fig Tree Watchers, you can listen to the replay of the live stream from Instagram. Uh, you can listen to it on uh, here on Instagram. You can go to figtreewatchers.com um, and... Uh, see all the different posts that we have. You can see the live streams. You can watch them from figtreewatchers.com. Even if you do not belong to Instagram, uh, you can see our Telegram feed of news updates. And we also want to remind you that we do have all of these um, transferred over to podcast form that you can listen to the next day. Uh, this live on podcast form. So if you missed anything, you can listen to it again. Well, let us get started tonight. Welcome everyone, and I uh, just want to make sure I've greeted everyone. We want to welcome you. we got a good group in here tonight, and uh, uh, let's get started. Before we do, let's pray. Dear Lord God, we come to you today because, God, we are seeing things and hearing things that are tormenting our soul, God. We are, we are living in a time of great distress and Lord, we are seeing evil abound everywhere. And it, and it bothers us, God. We are seeing wickedness uh, 
at a level we've never seen before. God, will you, will you find anyone righteous when you return? God, will you help those who are your remnant to stay righteous before you because they believe in your son, Jesus Christ. And they believe that God has raised him for the dead. And we are believe that we are justified by Christ, washed of our sins by the blood of the lamb and sealed for the day of redemption, sanctified. God, we pray, O oh Lord, that you would grow our faith in you because we are in Christ. And that you would help us to have peace as we traverse the high places, God. And we navigate through the difficult and rocky mountains and landscape. We ask you, O oh God, to leave us, lead us to level ground. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, let's get into this scripture tonight, and uh, I want to kind of go over the theme of the week one more time for you, if you don't mind, before we read our Philippians passage. Well, let's go ahead and read the, 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 the theme verse that we've been going over this whole week, and that is 2 Peter chapter 2, uh, and starting with uh, verse 6. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. And delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, they tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds." Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Look, this is a really powerful section because what it's describing is that Lot was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. And that his soul was tormented day to day, his righteous soul that was made righteous by God, was tormented day to day by seeing and hearing the lawless deeds of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. But then it gives you the promise that God is faithful, that he will deliver the godly out of the temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. So as we listen to that verse, let's now look at the contrasting passage that's going to teach us how God can bring peace to our soul when we live in a climate that is like Lot. Because let's be honest today, we're living in the climate of Sodom and Gomorrah today. We're living in the days of Noah. Starting in verse 4 of Philippians chapter 4, Paul starts it out the way we should as every believer. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds 
through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Wow. Wow. What an amazing, amazing passage. This is an amazing passage. So let's unpack this because we're going to learn some things tonight on how God can bring peace to your soul. Number one, Paul starts it out with right away. Rejoice! Rejoice! Again, I say rejoice. Now, this is really incredible because when you understand something about the book of Philippians, this is the most important thing. When you're looking at, at chapter one of Philippians above in the column, you need to write this down. Paul was in prison when he wrote the book of Philippians. He was chained to a jailer who probably didn't like him, and he had found out the news that he was about to be executed. Now, he's writing this knowing that he's about to be executed, and what are the words that he starts this passage out in verse 4? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, come on, you can, you can argue very clearly here that Paul is being oppressed, that they're tormenting him day to day. His very soul is being tormented, right? By the oppression of wicked men around him. Let's say, let's face it, Nero was as nasty as they come. And he exactly understood what, what someone just wrote a comment that says, detach from the earth, joy in, equals joy in the Lord. Yes, absolutely. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. This is such a great scripture because we understand this passage so clearly. Um, there is something I, I, I want you to understand that is very important about this passage in verse 4. The Psalms written by David when he, um, uh, in Psalm 34, 1-2, he wrote this Psalm when he pretended to be insane and he caused the king to send him away. He says, I will praise the Lord at all times. My mouth will continue to praise his name. I will boast in the Lord. Let the oppressed hear and rejoiced. So, we, when we praise the Lord and we rejoice in the Lord, the oppressed here, who are oppressed of Satan and of the things of this world because of what they see and what they hear, and they rejoice with us, they praise the Lord as well. Psalm 145.2, um, I will extol you, my God. I will praise your name continually. Every day I will praise you. I will praise your name continually. So we understand that this is so important that we continue to praise the Lord at all times. Now, this is another one that I want to bring up to you. This is Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope, endure in suffering, persistent in prayer. 
And this is a fantastic verse because this is exactly what leads us to the second point. Let your gentleness be known to all men. A person whose soul is rejoicing in the Lord and again rejoicing in the Lord and bringing up praise before the Lord is going to be a soul that is gentle to all men. It's not responding in harshness. It's seeking gentleness. By the way, do you understand saying joy is a fruit of the spirit and so is gentleness. Gentleness is also a fruit of the spirit. Now, this is important. The fruits of the spirit are part of who we are as believers. And there's so many people that just don't want to talk about the fruits of the spirit. They think it's it's a work or whatever it is and they want to avoid it. It's critical to the Christian walk and enduring through oppressive times in which our soul is being tormented. And you want to know how God can bring peace It's by embracing the fruits of the Spirit and living them out in your Christian walk. And here's an example. Let gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. If you reply with a gentle spirit and in gentleness, God's hand is always there. Always there. Now, I want to bring this up to you because this is so important. When we have this gentle spirit, And we are rejoicing in the Lord. Now Paul can give us the instruction of understanding. He says, be anxious for nothing. Now this is really great. Because in Genesis 32, 7-12, there is a prayer. Jacob was very afraid and upset. So he divided the people who were with him into two camps, as well as the flocks, herds, and camels. If Esau attacks one camp, he thought, then the other camp will be able to escape. Then Jacob prayed. So Jacob's very afraid that his brother Esau is going to kill him. And he divides his camp into two two groups. And now he prays. So he prays and he says, O God, my father Abraham, God of father Isaac, O Lord, you said to me, return to your land and to your relative, and I will make you prosper. I am not worthy of all faithful love you have shown your servant. With only my walking stick, I crossed the Jordan, but now I have come to two camps. So he's saying, I've come to two camps. And he goes on and he's, he's crying out a prayer. Listen, in First Samuel 1, uh, 15, Hannah cries out, and he's, she is... There And she says, that is not the way, my Lord. I am under a great deal of stress. I have drunk neither wine nor beer. Rather, I have poured out my soul to the Lord. Okay? In Samuel seven twelve, Samuel took a stone um, and placed it between Mitzpah and Shen. And he named it Ebenezer and said, up to here, the Lord has helped us. And what does that mean? It means... It's up until the history of Israel, God has always helped Israel. So here are these promises of understanding that we get from Jacob, from Hannah, and from Samuel. We get this wonderful understanding. And I want to give you one more. Um, Second Chronicles 32.20. King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, prayed 
about this and cried out to heaven. And then in 2 Chronicles 33, 12, in his pain, Manasseh, who was the king, asked the Lord his God for mercy and truly humbled himself before the God of his ancestors. And when he prayed to the Lord, the Lord responded to him and answered favorably. His cry for mercy, the Lord brought him back to Jerusalem to his kingdom. Then Manasseh received, realized, I'm sorry, then Manasseh realized that the Lord is the true God. Now, this is amazing. What is it that all these people did? What did they all do with their faith? They were anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, they let their requests be made known to God. That's exactly what verse 6 says. Now, many people ask me all the time, look, um, I'm sorry, I, I don't really understand. What is supplication? Supplication is pleading. It's pleading. When we went over 1 Samuel, we went over the prayer of Hannah. She pleaded before God. So God is telling us, Paul is telling us, don't be anxious for nothing. Okay? You, your anxiety should not be ruling you. What should be ruling you is that you're doing everything in prayer and in pleading to God with thanksgiving, letting your requests be made known to God. Now, I want you to understand this. We often pray, but nobody talks about pleading with God. No one talks about coming on to the throne of grace, to the altar of the of God Almighty, and pleading your case before the Lord. Pleading your case. Look, we saw Hezekiah plead his case before the Lord, and God answered. We saw Manasseh, who was pretty much a, a, a not a good king. He pleaded his case before the Lord. He was humbled. He humbled himself before the God of his ancestors and he prayed to the Lord and the Lord responded to him, it says, and answered favorably his cry for mercy. Wow, he pleaded for mercy from God. He cried out to God. This was a king. This was a king who was arrogant and pompous and prideful, but he humbled himself before God and he pleaded his case before the Lord. And the Lord brought him back to Jerusalem into his kingdom. And the Manasseh realized that the Lord is the true God. This is amazing. So we pray. Now, what do we pray when we pray? We humble ourselves to God in our prayer. We, we petition God with, with uh, thanksgiving. We petition God and acknowledge his sovereignty over our life. We pray to be in the will of God. We also pray for forgiveness to God. We ask God to forgive us of our sins. And 1 John 1, 9 tells us that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins if we confess our sins to him. This is important. But then we plead our case. We plead our case with thanksgiving. Why thanksgiving? Because in Matthew, God, uh, Jesus tells us, that if we have faith like a mustard seed and speak to the mountain, move here or move there, that it will be done. Why? Why would it be done? 
because God looks at us and says, look, whether you're a brand new Christian who has a faith like the mustard seed, or you're a grizzly old Christian like Paul or Peter that is like a great mustard tree, I'm going to answer you the same in equal equality. I'm not going to discriminate. You know why? Because you're in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to move that mountain when you speak to it. And that is so important to understand because the key is to be in Christ and to give thanks because you believe that God has already done it. One of my favorite parts of the book of Thessalonians, if you look at the very uh, last part of 1 Thessalonians, in verse 24 of the fifth chapter, he says, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. And I love that. Because Paul is reminding us that God is faithful to us and he will do it. So why do we give thanks when we plead our case and we pray to God? Because he is faithful and he will do it. And we need to remember that God accomplishes all things. I gave you the examples from Jacob. I gave you the examples of prayer of 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 Samuel, of David, of Isaiah, and uh, Hezekiah, and in Manasseh. God was faithful. He's always been faithful. He's even faithful, the scripture says, when we're not faithful. So he will do it. So give thanks. And it goes back to verse four, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. And then verse seven comes along. And verse seven is so important. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it goes beyond our comprehension. The peace of God does. He will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. How can God bring peace to our soul when it's being tormented day by day by what we see and what we hear of an oppressive, wicked generation? By praying to God, pleading with God, giving thanks to God, rejoicing with God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all of our worldly comprehension, will guard our hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Christ is the key. To believe in Jesus. To believe in Jesus. To understand that Christ is Lord. To confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And to believe that God has raised him from the dead. And in that resurrection, we have hope and understanding that God will accomplish all things to his sovereign will. To his sovereign will. To those who believe. Oh, all things. He will guard our hearts and our minds because he is the God of peace. Job twenty two twenty one says, reconcile yourself with God and be at peace with him. In this way, your prosperity will be good. Job 34, 29 says, but if God is quiet, 
who can condemn him? If he hides his face, then who can see him? Yet he is over the individual and the nations alike. Meaning God is going to accomplish all things. All things. He's going to make everything happen. The Lord gives his strength, his people's strength. The Lord grants his people's security. God does this. God grants us the peace that passes all understanding. God accomplishes everything to his will. Now, here comes the next part of this that is so important. Paul then says, it's time for you to meditate. Now, when he's talking about meditation, he's not talking about Buddhist meditation where you empty your mind. In fact, Paul actually is arguing the opposite. Instead of emptying yourself, Paul is saying, whoa, wait a moment, fill yourself up. Fill yourself up with these things, not the things that are tormenting you. Stop concentrating on what is oppressing you and tormenting you, but it's time to focus on these things and meditate on these things. So what are these things? Well, verse eight, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, true. You know, the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16, Jesus says the Holy Spirit comes to guide us to all truth, to all truth. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without finding fault. That's James chapter one tells us that. So he gives us wisdom and he grants us truth. He guides us to all truth. So finally, brethren, whatever things are true, we're to focus our mind on, we're to meditate upon, not the lies. Where do we get truth from? We get it from God's word. You need to focus on God's word for the truth. Whatever things are noble, noble. Think about what is noble, what is decent, what is honorable. That's what we need to focus on. Whatever things are just, we need to think about justice. God wants to see us do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly before our God. Whatever things are pure, what is, what is pure? Jesus is pure. God's love for us is pure. That's what we need to focus on. Whatever things are lovely, we need to focus on the beauty of God's creation. We spend so much time looking at the ugliness of this world in the media, in social media, and uh, in, in, in everything that's going on, the violence, the shows are all disgusting, they're all violent, they're all yuck, yuck. I mean, you wanna throw up every time you turn on the TV, it's almost pointless. Luckily, I have found some really cool channels that have to do with nature and hiking and, and you know backpacking, and I focus on what is beautiful and lovely about God's creation. I take my mind off the ugly and focus on the beauty that God created. Whatever things are good, I focus on what is good. I focus on the good reports, the praiseworthy reports. We've been praying for my friend Jessica who has been paralyzed. Saw her today, move her arm today. I praise God for that. And we'll be praying for her at the end of this tonight. We're praying for our friend in, in uh, Ireland and Tori, who is, is battling with epilepsy. We're praying for her. We're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. 
And if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on what is praiseworthy. What has God done for you today? Why do we speak always on the negative, but not on what God has done today? Today, I'm able to live in my home. I'm able to buy food on the table. And God has provided for that. The lights are on. I made it through another month of work. I still have a job because God has accomplished these things. Now, um, Belt of Truth, you're going you're gonna to miss out on a glorious ending. So listen to the podcast tomorrow. He's got to jump out and, and probably get to work. But you're going to want to listen to it tomorrow on the podcast, the ending. The things which, and he says this, this is so important, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Everything that we just mentioned. The things which you learned and received. And by the way, here's the key part of this. Remember what we read in Second Peter? He was tormented day to day, but what he heard and what he saw. And now Paul is giving you the transition. Okay? He's giving you the contrasting statement, actually. The things which you learned and received, learned from God and received from God, and heard and saw in me. These do, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, here's the interesting thing. He's telling you to do. These do. Do what? Do the things that you've learned from God's word. And you've received from the Holy Spirit. Do them. Those things which you heard and saw in Paul. Which you heard and see in godly men. Who have not forsaken the word of God. Who stand firm in their faith. This is awesome. This is so awesome. This is the key to us walking our faith out is to do the things of our faith. That's why James makes it very clear. Faith without works is dead. That if you believe, live these things out. Live out focusing and meditating on what is good before God. Meditate and rejoice for what God has done in your life. Remember the former things. Pray and plead before God your case in your times of stress. And most importantly, give thanks. Give thanks. Well, I've got one more major scripture I want to share with you tonight. And I, I, I do not want to end this without sharing this with you because this is this is the, the bonus for you tonight. I want to read to you from Habakkuk. I'm going to read you the passage and then I'm going to explain it to you because this is amazing. Habakkuk is having a dialogue in the book of Habakkuk with God. And then he comes to this realization. He says this in verse 17 in the third chapter, the final chapter of the book. Last three verses. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines. 
the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon my high places. This is so important. Now, why am I bringing this up? For a couple of things. Number one, Habakkuk is saying when things get absolutely hopeless and there's nothing there that you can see with your visual eyes that will sustain you, that will provide you hope, that will provide you with what you need. He's saying, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And here's the, the bonus part that you just don't miss what I'm about to tell you. The Lord is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon mine high places. Now, I want to explain this to you because in the newer translation, they use the word deer's feet, but that's actually not accurate in the translations like the ESV and some of the other ones. The Geneva Bible, the KJV, um, and the um, Dead Sea Scroll Bible, the, the scriptures from the Dead Sea Scrolls from Habakkuk use the phrase hinds feet. Now this is real important. I want to explain it to you. There is a goat in Italy, in Rome, right? It's called the Ibex goat. And there's a video that I'm going to recommend you watch. It's a three minute video. Google Ibex goat climbs dam. Okay, and I mean by a dam is a reservoir dam, not the cuss word if anyone's confused here. Um, and look at this, and it's incredible. It's a three-minute video. It's very clean. There's no bad language in there, I promise. I, would, I want you to do this. And I shared this with my kids because I thought this was powerful. This reservoir dam is a sheer straight up and down cliff. And the goats in the region, they really need the minerals and the salt that is seeping through the stone part of this dam. And these Ibex goats, they climb straight up this dam to get to the salt and to the minerals that they need in order for to have the coordination and to keep them able to climb things. The feet that they have is Heinz feet. They're able to go to the high places that they need to go to to get the mineral and the salt. So when God in Habakkuk, when the prophet Habakkuk is prophesying, he's saying, the Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon my high places. He's telling you that God is going to equip you to walk in places so high and so dangerous that you're going to be able to do it because God is going to give you the ability to walk like a goat does, an ibex goat, in an impossible place that men cannot go to. Wow! Is that the coolest thing ever? I, I hope you YouTube that video and you watch it and you think about this passage. The hinds feet is so, it's so good. And I know all the KJV only guys are like cheering right now because they're like, see, he's finally coming over. No, I'm just saying, look, KJV's got it here. It's absolutely correct. The Dead Sea Scrolls had it too, so 
cheer for the Dead Sea Scrolls. This is so important to us in understanding this. He's going to give us the feet that we need, the ability that we need when we need to be able to go through treacherous terrain in, in our own high places. And that's good. That's good. I don't know why the modern translations changed it. I, um, New King James Version actually has deer feet. I don't know why. Because it doesn't make sense. Because deers can't climb like a goat can. It's hind's feet. The correct interpretation there. And so I want you to understand that. Because we can believe that God can bring peace to our soul. And he gives us all the tools that we need. But they're spiritual tools. They're not things we can physically see and touch. It's tools for... Andrea is saying, are you Christian-based? What are you talking about? Of course I am Christian-based. I'm quoting scripture here. Um, <laughs> I love the New King James Version. I love it. Okay? Um, that's my, that's my version because of my ADD and my, uh, my dyslexia. So I, I speak new King James version, but I love the KGV cause I'm going to be honest. It's one of the more accurate translations. Um, if you guys have heard me for a while, so I stick to the KGV and, and, uh, the Geneva Bible is another good Bible to have on hand. If you can read the old Geneva Swiss language, um, and uh, the Dead Sea Scroll Bible that from the Old Testament, um, and it was it's amazing that they have the Book of Habakkuk in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and it's it's this passage is in there, and so I love it. So it's good, it's good. Um, but I love the fact that that I'm getting distracted here on this part of it. But we need to remember that God's going to equip us with these spiritual tools. And that is, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Pray always. Plead with God for everything. Don't be anxious about anything. Have a spirit of gentleness when you approach others in the world. And so I encourage you, to let your request be made known to God with thanksgiving in your heart. And then finally, meditate on what is good, what is pure, what is noble, what is just, things that are beautiful, things of God's creation. And I just want you to focus on those things. That's what Paul is saying. He's telling you, focus on the scripture. Focus on what is good. Focus on what is right. If there's anything that's virtuous, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And finally, do, do them. Do what you've learned and received from the Holy Spirit and what you've heard and saw in godly men and women. So, I will always encourage you with this. Test me always with the scripture. Test me what I say with the scripture. 
listen to what God's word says first. I will eventually, at some point in my life, I'm sure, let you down. But God's word, God's promises, they will never let you down because God doesn't let anyone down. Always search the scriptures. Always trust in what God is telling you. Because I'm fallible. I'm flawed. I'm in the flesh. But God is holy. And he is faithful And he will always do what he says he's going to do. And I just want you to know that. God bless you all for tonight. And um, stick to the word of God and trust the word of God. And I pray for you always that you will grow in stature and knowledge in God's word. That's the goal here. That's the goal. Um, Real quick, I do want to pray. Um, for Jessica and once again if anybody else has any needs you just bring them up uh, and um, I will pray for them as well Uh, you can always message us here at Fig Tree Watchers we want to know what needs you have and we want to pray for you dear God I just pray once again for uh, Jessica Sidori Lord that you will touch her that you would heal her body God that you would remove this paralysis and and in the name of Jesus, that you would continue to do the work that you are doing in bringing movement back to her hands and her arms and soon her feet, O oh Lord, that you would get her out of bed so she can return to her three small kids, her young kids. I thank you for her godly husband, Lord, that he is, he is excited about what you are doing. He has not given up. Give him a strength to endure. Let him stand firm in the faith, O oh God. And then, Lord, I also pray for um, Tori and Ireland, God, that you would remove uh, the epileptic seizures, God, that you would heal her. We speak, God, to this disease, that you would remove it in the name of Jesus. We speak, be gone, go into the sea and be cast out of her, that she will be completely healed, Lord, so that she can accomplish all things for you, God. In Jesus' name, we pray this. We pray, God. For those who are suffering from cancer, Lord, we pray for peace in Israel. We pray for our leadership in this country, God, that you would um, cause them to come to repentance, God. We, we look at it and we stagger. Our minds are staggering, God, because we don't know if there's any godly men left in Washington, Lord. Could you lead our nation's capital, the people that rule over us, God? Could you lead them to repentance, God, and turn their hearts back to you? We pray for this in Jesus' name. And we give you thanks that you have heard our prayers. And we rejoice, God, that you will accomplish all things because you are faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. And uh, may he continue to guide you to all truth. Have a great night. And we will see you on Friday with Ayo from Amitsu Study for Friday Night Prophecy. That's tomorrow night, so stay tuned. Good night, everyone.